Hello, 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 hello out there and welcome to the last episode of Squad Up Before BlizzCon. Get hype, get your hype pants on. We're talking all BlizzCon this whole episode except for some of it. Joining me <laughs> on the squad today, by the way, I'm your host Eduardo, but joining me on the squad today, it's my BlizzCon companion. It's Peaches. Peaches, what's going on, man? I'm Peaches. You are Peaches. I'm Eduardo, and we do this podcast. We, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? Dude, I gotta tell you something. Like, what's I don't up? know how long I can do the podcast without telling you this. What? I, uh, I, I can't go to BlizzCon with you. I would take my ticket to, uh, to California. <laughs> I would exchange it for a ticket to Florida. I would rent an Uber. I would take that Uber to your house. I would knock on your door. Your dog would inevitably start barking. You'd be like, Ivy, calm down. And then you'd open the door, and then I'd kick you in the nuts. And that would be more... And if you did cancel, that would be more worth it. Listen, all I gotta say is, I had this elaborate plan for the last 10 minutes to lie to you really (laughs) sincerely and try to convince you that I couldn't go to BlizzCon, and then in the moment, I completely fucked it up because I'm an awful liar. (laughs) I'm an awful liar. That wasn't even a good attempt. Like, I don't even... Let's just delete that section of the podcast. (laughs) Just cut right to this, and people have no clue what I'm talking about when it comes to what what content we cut out. That'll be nice and not confusing for anyone. Deal! I'll definitely... Be diligent with editing like I always say. <laughs> so what else has been going on, man? Ah, uh, you know, just, just work and sleep. Work yeah. and sleep and stream and eating more food than I should be eating. and Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just generically being tired all the time this yep. week, man. Yep. I'm like time crunched so hard at work. It's unreal. It's unreal. We got like... We got like shit on with a project. Dude pulls us into an office one day. He's like, hey, uh, we need you to do a project. Also, the due date is less than three weeks from now. Also, you don't have a choice. And uh, good luck. So would you say, go ahead. I was like, and we're like, okay, but just so you know, and every time we tried to just so you know, dude was like, and one more thing. Uh, it has to have this. Okay, yeah, sure. But just so you know, oh, and I forgot another thing. Uh, it has it, and it never let us get this out. And at the end, we're like, we're going on vacation. At the end of that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yikes! So, oh, you guys are all going on vacation? Are you and someone else? There, I am on a three-person team. I am going to BlizzCon with you and your wife. That's correct. As you know, for about a week. <laughs> And uh, he is leaving to do something the day after I leave until the day before I get back. So, yikes. Uh, good luck with your project, guy. <laughs> yikes. He's going to be yeah. pretty mad at you. There's going to be a lot of conflict there, right? Is there any sort of competitiveness to get this done, right? Like with uh, any other teams or anything? No. I don't know what you're segueing into, but no, there's no competitiveness. It's just us. Dude is the same guy. I know I'm trying to be serious and you're trying to make a segue. Dude is the same guy who, and I'm very confident he does not listen to our podcast or watch my stream or your stream. So I can say this. Uh, Dude just like, I fucking hate him. (laughs) I mean, you could say you're competing with time, right? 
So you're competing with time to get this done. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like you're having a tournament with time. And with a that time tournament? Right. So with that crunch being so unreal, you could say the tournament's being unreal. Like an unreal time crunch tournament? Like an unreal tournament. Was that, that joke has worth time it? Crunch. I don't think that joke was worth all of that. Yeah, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> I wasn't joking. This guy sucks, man. I wasn't trying to segue. I was just trying to put in a stupid joke that needed a lot of forcing. I'm trying to use our podcast medium as a vent, okay? And tell me, how does that make you feel, Peaches? It makes me feel awful. <laughs> I want to murder him. Yeah. yeah, man, work has been really crazy for me, too. No, it's been great. I really like my job right now. Yeah, except your people deliver bread to you all the time. Dude, I literally... Cater bread. I brought Bailey back a baguette, like a whole loaf, because there was just so much. Oh, dude, let me tell you this. This is like the craziest thing that happened, and it's actually not that crazy, but like, it was crazy in the moment. So we got catered with that... I'm sure you saw the, the Instagram story that I had where we got catered Panera Bread, and they brought us all kinds of stuff and sandwiches and all this stuff... And then, like, 20 minutes later, after most people have gotten their food and are starting to eat, the delivery guy comes back and says, oh, my God, I gave you guys two orders. <laughs> and then proceeds to start taking some of the food back and, like, packs up a box with a bunch of sandwiches and, like, some unopened salads and then goes to deliver the food that has been in my office over to wherever he's delivering it to next. You can't do that. You literally can't do that. You can't do that, man. We all felt really, really strange. And nobody said anything because we're like, well, I mean, what are, we, what are you going to say? But it, we felt really, really weird about it. And we're like, oh. I would have I made him tell me who his, deliver, who his second delivery was and then called them. And been right. like, hey, just so you know, you're about to eat like potato salad that we've been eating. Out of. <laughs> so <laughs> you might want to. I want to be aware of that. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Uh, that's yeah. weird, dude. I don't like that story. Yeah, well, let's talk about a different story then. I want to hear about what you've okay. been playing. And I know I'm especially excited about this because you've been playing something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts. And I know because I watched you play it. So give uh, us, let, talk to us a little bit about what you've been playing, even though I already know what you've been playing. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that you were a big fan of Candy Crush, dude. I've oh, been dude. Uh, playing a lot of Candy Crush. Lately. Yeah, dude, your Candy Crush streams are killing it, man. They're Candy killing Crush it. on stream, dude. Like, who wouldn't watch that? Everyone can relate to it. No. Um, so I'm struggling. I'm going to save it for last because I like it so much. Uh, struggling to figure out what Kaizo hack I want to play next. I told you guys last week that we had just beaten Gracie World, so that was cool. Uh, I'm playing Lord Pickle, Lord Pickle World, uh, off stream. I played it a little on stream on Tuesday, uh, but I'm struggling because I don't know what the right difficulty of a hack to play is right now. And all the people that come to my stream that watch me play Kaizo Mario, they want me to jump into one of the hardest <laughs> Kaizo Mario <laughs> streams that's out there right now because it's super popular. And on the one hand, I'm like. This game is really good. Like you've probably heard me say Invictus like a hundred times. It's right. called Invictus. It's really good, but it's also not easy at all. And I don't know if I'm like good enough to do it. It's like an inner struggle between whether I'm good enough or whether it doesn't matter. I don't know. But uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do there. And other than that, 
that's actually the only thing I've been playing other than Bioshock. So yeah, we went to Bioshock. We went to Rapture on Saturday. It was awesome, dude. I get the warm fuzzies when I play Bioshock. I got to say though, it's tough because on stream, I was trying to play it in such a way that wasn't boring to watch. But when I play Bioshock like by myself with nobody around me watching me, I walk really slowly through every room and make sure I pick up everything I can on the ground. Like, in fact, sometimes I'll find ammo that I like. I already have way more than enough ammo of that type, but I want to pick it up on the, off the ground because I know I'll never come back to that area. So I'll take the gun out that has that ammo and I'll be like three shotgun ammo on the ground, but you're full. And I'll go... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but it's been really fun, man. I I uh, I don't know when we'll go back to it because I'm mostly playing it. I was playing it on stream because it's kind of spooky and you know Halloween. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I love the game, so it's it's not like I'm I wouldn't go back because I got tired of it. But uh, I don't know. Bendy and the Ink Machine. The final chapter comes out tomorrow, I think. Either tonight or tomorrow, I don't remember. So Saturday, I'm going to be playing Bendy and the Ink Machine. If you're out there and you want to watch that, the final chapter, I don't think there will be enough people around to spoil it at that point. So that's good shit. What have you been playing, Mr. Streamer? Oh, yeah. So if those of you that don't know that didn't show up, I started streaming again. <laughs> uh, I started, I did a stream back on Tuesday, and it was all kind of brought up because Gwent was coming back. They're going finally releasing, and they had Thronebreaker come out. And Thronebreaker has been fantastic. My first stream went way better than I could have hoped. It went better than any stream I've ever had, ever. Um, I joined a, a community, and so I got um, in touch with the streamers. I'm really close to hitting affiliate, so that's pretty cool. Um, but specifically about Gwent... I want to talk about something that Gwent has in its in its reward system that I think is so key to why I think it's such a great game and why CD Projekt Red is such a great studio. So in Gwent, now rather than just getting stuff to buy packs, they have this thing called the reward book. And everything that you do, so in, in the future, they don't have it set up this way yet, but in the future when you do quests, you'll get reward points. Um, and then there are 450 some odd achievements just for Gwent, and then there's another 200 something for Thronebreaker. And every achievement you get rewards a certain number of reward <coughs> points. Each of the factions has its own page, and you start, it almost is like the sphere grid from... Final Fantasy, and you start at sure. one point, and you use reward points to move across the grid, and every time you go to a different point, there's a reward associated with it. So it could be two packs, or it could be um, in-game currency to um, make a card, or it could be you know a bunch of different things, and it is, it's sort of how you continue to progress through the game. And, yep, back to being Geralt. And it is so satisfying because the problem with a lot of these games like this like take any game that has daily quests for example right you do your daily quest and you go well I've done, we, this has happened with heroes of the storm probably a couple times with this hey i've done my dailies well guess i'm done playing for now right <laughs> you know next <laughs> right yeah um, you kind of you, you get in there to do what the game tells you you have to do and then you're like okay well Guess I can move on to the next game that tells me what I have to do. Right, right. Whereas this, there's always something there that you're working towards, always something to reach to, so you always have a reason to play. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty cool. I liked watching the uh, the Thronebreaker thing because I, as you know me, like I really enjoy card games, like especially like Magic. Uh, I did like Gwent a lot, Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII. 
I even played Yu-Gi-Oh like you did growing up. Um, but I don't like playing against other people. I know that sounds really weird because like that's the point of those card games is it's a one-on-one, sometimes a 2v2 situation, but like I just like to play the card game. I don't It probably all comes down to feeling like anxious about like multiplayer situations, like the toxicity that comes with like League of Legends and that sort of thing. I think it probably boils down to that a little bit. But to have a card game that is purely single player and a story associated with it is really cool to me. Like that is a selling point for me that, hey, I might actually finally start playing The Witcher because of that. It is so cool, and it'll be a good introduction into The Witcher, and CD Projekt Red is a phenomenal... The Witcher is a gigantic, phenomenal world, and this game, for 30 bucks is also huge, and also includes free stuff to move over, which I'm telling you, you should probably, if you if you ever have any interest, um, pick up Thronebreaker, and then when you finally decide, hey, I want to try giving Gwent another try... All of the stuff that you had when you started it however long ago gets carried over, so you have enough to make multiple good decks. Um, all three of the things that I used to have. I mean, you had all the starter stuff. You got it for free. Oh, that's and true. And so all of that yeah. stuff got scrapped and then put in, and now you have all the new starter decks and then all of the scraps from all the old starter decks that you had. So you actually probably have a lot more than you think you do. Okay, Fair. And if there's one thing that gets me to play a game, it's free. You're not wrong. Yeah, man. That's why we're starting to play Paladins. Oh. um, Well, we already own Overwatch, so we don't have to do that. We don't have to subject ourselves to that. Uh, (laughs) Dude, I was watching somebody playing Paladins the other day. It actually doesn't look that bad. I played it on Switch. I saw it, I was like... I bet this is great if you don't already own Overwatch. Like, right. That's the first no, thing yeah, I absolutely. Said. I played it a little bit on, um, because they have it on Switch. And I played it a little bit on Switch, and I actually mm. really liked it on Switch. Um, okay. But I don't think I would play it over Overwatch. I think it's over very, Overwatch. I think it's very clear that that game is like, you know, trying to be Overwatch. And that's not a bad thing, but, you know. Hey, you got a character, so I want to get a character. Hold on. Keep okay. talking. I'm going to... I'm going to put a, a Peaches-related character in here. Sure, but for those that are interested in Thronebreaker, Thronebreaker is a standalone RPG that was released alongside the the release of Gwent out of beta. And, oh my goodness. And that's really big. Uh, that's what she said. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and it's like an RPG, but instead of fighting, all of the battles are played through card interactions. And not just that, but littered throughout the world. Hey. So you like have like a deck and you build the deck, and that's a cool part of it. But also, if you want something more challenging, there are predetermined puzzles throughout the game. So it's like... You start with a fixed number of cards in your hand, and the cards are all predetermined against a particular board, and it's, you, you have to figure out how to do the objective that they're telling you. Like, one is like, there was one, there was a guy with a torch on one side of the board, and then there are five barrels of hay, or bales of hay, along the board, and every turn he moves over one. And every time you do damage to him, he moves back one. And you have to kill him before he gets to the end, and he had like... 50 life and so there are all puzzles like that trying to figure out how to kill how to how to win without while giving like having the predetermined cards in your hand it's really interesting actually it reminds me of the uh the challenges from the magic the gathering card games those are always my favorite part about those yep i'm sure it's exactly like that yeah 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 
No, I liked those a lot. So yeah, it looks like something I might give a tr- give a try to. Good. I will I will hand it a try. Good. More so. people playing Gwent, the better. But I um I found a really interesting news story to talk about before we get dive into our Blizzard talk for the day. So let's go ahead and see what's going on in the world of gaming. <laughs> Waluigi time. Waluigi time is right. Waluigi so, time. The reason I picked this article is because it first <laughs> off was not like when I read it, I was like, really, this is. This is true, um, but apparently it is. So I found this article over at PC Games End, and it's talking about somebody <coughs> who's collecting statistics um, about online billing, uh, online billing, uh, online video games, right? And so League of Legends currently accounts for more than a quarter of online video games worldwide. So to put that in perspective, League of Legends um, accounts for about twenty six point four two percent of all online gaming, whereas Fortnite comes in at second at just 15%. So part of, that, part of that has to do with the, the rest of the world, right? So it says here also in the article, you guys will post a link to the article in, um, in the description, uh, but it says here in the article, the reason that's the case is because in the US, Fortnite is more popular than League of Legends, which is why we feel it here, but almost everywhere else, League of Legends is more popular, like hands down. Like in, I mean, that makes sense to me. In Europe, that the Middle East, is. and Africa, they have 36.24% of gaming is League of Legends. Online gaming. I mean, that's, that's, okay. You know, the more that you, like, lay out these statistics, the more it kind of makes sense, right? Because we're obsessed with Fortnite here, and League of Legends... While both League of Legends and Fortnite are free to play, I think, oh man, I don't even know how to describe this. The more I think about it, the more confused I get. This isn't going the way I thought it was about to go. (laughs) League of Legends has been around for a long time. I'll say that. It's been around for a long time and it's been free for a long time. Fortnite is also free. Oh man, but it was like just as accessible when it came out. I don't get it. Maybe people of the world don't care about carpentry as much as we do. Well, I don't think people of the world care about shooters as much. I think um, people in other countries enjoy team play a little bit more and they enjoy little... I, I would, and I might get flamed for saying this, I would consider League of Legends a more strategic game than Fortnite in a lot of ways. Um, and so there's also a little bit more fantasy, right? Like... The Fortnite is definitely a westernized American game, and League of Legends, League of Legends, League of Legends is a more uh, League of Legends. <laughs> League of Legends uh, is oh a more. Um, it's hard to. It, it's a more fantasy driven type of experience, right? Now, there's even more interesting information because if you go to Asia Pacific, so we're talking China, we're talking um, Japan, uh, but they probably don't account for as many people as China. We're mostly talking about China and Korea here. The number one game there is PUBG. And it's followed um, after that by Fortnite and Overwatch. And then League of Legends is fourth there. So none of these numbers make any sense to me. And I am so confused. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Did somebody just throw all their data in a blender and decide? I don't... don't... (laughs) Decide to give value to something because it's making less sense now. Pub, PUBG, okay. Yeah, I thought PUBG was like a dead game. Like I actually Overall believe PUBG dead in the game. World, League of Legends 
PUBG over there, number one. Over here, Fortnite, number one. Europe, Africa, um, and like Middle East, League of Legends. Crazy. The craziest thing about that to me is that, in, in my opinion, and I have played two out of three of those games. I've never played PUBG. League of Legends is way fucking harder. Yep. League of Legends has a high barrier of entry. It has a lot of skills you have to learn. It has a lot of characters you have to learn. You have to play nice with others, or you have to play with and against the AI at all times. So, like, I don't understand how... Because, like, I don't love Fortnite, and I'm sure I wouldn't love PUBG either, but they're way easier to play and understand. Do you think... Do you think it's a generational thing? Do you think we're the League of... And this is so weird to think about, but do you think we're the League of Legends generation and the next generation coming up is the Fortnite generation? Uh, I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would put us in that bucket because a lot of our generation is also playing Fortnite. <laughs> like the people You're I know wrong. personally. You're not wrong. Like none of our close friends personally play League of Legends right now, but half of them play Fortnite. I mean, and that's, I mean, the statistics show that, right? So United States is, Fortnite is king right now, but it looks like almost everywhere else it's not. Second or third. says everyone in his friend group plays League and not Fortnite. So maybe we're in the wrong friend group. Uh, PUBG is a Korean company, so it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that does make sense. PUBG Corp. Maybe we're all the weird ones. We left the other group and we formed our own group of weirdos. (laughs) And we play neither one of these games. Uh, You know, it's just so strange. And can I talk about something else that's a little off topic? So You can talk about whatever you want. This is your podcast. I guess you're right. So... (laughs) <laughs> PUBG came out, and or PUBG's a game, right? So Blackout came out, which is the like the Call of Duty Black Ops Four um, like um, battle royale thing. And I've been seeing a lot of gameplay for Black Ops Four. It looks fun. Like I've, yeah. I, it, it has been years since I've looked at a Call of Duty game and been like. I kind of want to play that. Like, I, it's it's like I, I'm having trouble saying the words right now, but I kind of want to play a Call of Duty game. Like, I need you to, like, talk me down from this ledge that I'm on right now. I don't necessarily know if I want to talk you down from the ledge because um, I am an antagonist, but also <laughs> because um, I was in... So a buddy of mine in the Monstrosities community did a 24-hour stream. His name's Davin. Uh, he did a 24-hour stream where all he played the whole time was the new Call of Duty. And he, like, rotated between the game modes a little bit. But I popped into his stream a few times, and I was like, is it weird if I think this game looks fun? And then Josh, the gaming dad, was also playing it. like, And I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks fun. Why do I think this looks fun? Yeah, how, and, like, I don't know what's happening with me. <laughs> I don't know. The only reason I haven't thrown money at it is because I – don't want to spend money (laughs) right right. i'm with you i don't want to spend 60 i don't how do i convince myself to spend 60 dollars on a call of duty game when i've been so against call of duty for so many years like i'm not i'm not saying i've never played one i used to play the the original blackout was my jam i played the shit out of that game but i haven't played in years because you know i'm a sophisticated gamer and i don't need that pedestrian call of duty i have my you know my highbrow league of legends over here and you know what i mean like Oh. Yeah, Rudy Tootie. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Joppy, get the limo. Uh, <laughs> pull around, please. 
But bring my third suit. But man, I'm watching gameplay of this, and I'm like, man, that looks really fun. Like, I really want to give it a try. I almost wish there was some sort of um, like demo. There was <laughs> a we missed out on it because like I didn't two hours. We missed out on it because I didn't think about it. But there was a beta for the blackout mode and the multiplayer mode before the game. And oh yeah, we missed the beta. But I'm saying like, give me like two hours of free. You know, <laughs> I know the beta was open, but we didn't think it would be cool because right. we were like Call of Duty. Right. It's just another <sighs> Call of Duty game, right? We're just. Also, I How really loud wanna... can I pff, and you hear it on this on this podcast? Let me get right in real close. <laughs> that was like an explosion. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, nobody was was banking on it being good except the people that already knew they liked it. Right. I don't know, man. I It's so strange to me at this point. I... <laughs> beta was open you loser <laughs> <laughs> I, I know i already read it but it's still funny to me <laughs> well reminds me of that time that uh that i wanted to pre-order diablo 3 but that i was too lazy to pre-order it so i went to gamestop the night that it dropped uh and i waited in the line to get into the store and everybody else i let everybody else in front of me because i knew that they already pre-ordered it i went up to the dude at the counter and i was like you wouldn't happen to have any copies of Diablo 3, would you? And literally, these were the, the things that he said. No. I am... And the end of story. I'm like 97% positive you've already told that story on this show. I know, and it's exactly the same every time. <laughs> it's a good story. Listen, if you, if you didn't listen to like our third episode of Squad Up, then you wouldn't have heard that story. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right, well... And guess who made Diablo? Blizzard! I was trying to help you with a segue, you douche. I appreciate that. <laughs> Wait, what you doing? Trying to play the bumper, but it's not working. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no hard! I, like, turned it down so it wouldn't be so loud, but... I don't know what else is said in the bumper. Um. Oh, okay. What else? I figured it out. Hold on. Right to more work. All right, everybody, let's go to Blizzard World. <laughs> For the My arrow finds its mark. I bring the Mega Death. Cheers, love. The cavalry's here. Honestly, still the best bumper I think I've ever made. Um, <laughs> welcome to Blizzard World, everyone. Uh, you know, we've been talking about... So, like, when Peaches and I became friends years ago, um, he got me into World of Warcraft after I started playing Hearthstone. And ever since then, we've just been on the Blizzard train. Whenever they put out a new release, um, we're on every game. We've played them all i would say probably starcraft a little less um and 
a couple, I would say probably like a year and a half ago, I told him, I was like, man, I really want to, I, I would say it's two years ago because I think it was the last two BlizzCons ago where I was like, dude, I really want to go to BlizzCon. And then another year passed and I was like, nope, another year is over. We need to go to BlizzCon. So earlier this year, we got really lucky. I was able to win the Blizzard lottery and get some tickets because and it was crazy too, because both myself and Peaches were on the computer at the time and we we're both there right on time. We both signed in and he actually didn't even make it. And I ended up having to buy a... Uh, I ended up having to buy tickets for both of us, um, and he paid me, obviously. Nope. Both free! <laughs> and um, I ended up having to buy both of us tickets, and so um, it was just, like, by chance that we were able to go, and then we bought tickets, um, plane tickets, and my wife is like, I want to go because she's got family, so we're going to BlizzCon, and there's so much to talk about with BlizzCon, but we got to start at the top. I don't know if you've heard this news. So the the Diablo developers came out and made a blog post and they were like, hey, everyone, you guys are all really excited about BlizzCon and we understand that. We get that there's a lot of hype, but maybe you could calm down a little bit with the hype. Really? Yes. They were essentially like... We know you guys really want Diablo 4, but good things come to those who wait. And we're basically like, maybe don't think Diablo 4 is happening at BlizzCon. Oh, no. <laughs> but here's, oh, no. here's the thing. Every BlizzCon has a big announcement, right? Whether it's a new game, whether it's a new expansion of a game, whether it's a new thing... Hey, the Shimada Bros. Hey, I like it. Um, yeah, they, no, all have, we are. they all have something, right? They all got some... There's, there's some big thing. I still think there is a big Diablo announcement coming, but I maybe it's just not Diablo 4, right? Um, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Yeah. They've got a big Diablo announcement coming, but they were trying to throw people off the scent that it's a fourth one. I mean, it might just be another expansion. It could. And with an expansion, though... Like, I know that sounds lame to just be like, it's an expansion and then stop talking about it. But with the expansion, could come another character class because that's what they did with the last expansion. And they um, still have a couple characters from Diablo 2 that never made it to Diablo 3. I would love to see a druid, personally. Druids were the shit in Diablo 2. Um. I think that's the, I, I think that's the big uh, the idea. So there's a lot of rumor also about um, Blizzard finally entering the mobile space and coming out with their own mobile games. And I think a Blizzard mobile game that's not Hearthstone because I'm aware that Hearthstone is a game and exists. Um, but the rumor is that they're going to come out with more. Um, I remember there was um, there was a job posting a couple months ago for a Blizzard for a, a developer working on an unspecified. Uh, massively multiplayer online it's massive multiplayer online um rts that was the what they were looking for for mobile specifically hmm which i don't even know what that is but it sounds cool i cut the audio Tell me when you're ready. All right, we back, fam. All right, cool. I cut the audio for a second if you're listening on uh, on stream. I cut the audio just so it wasn't like echoey. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of mobile games that are free to play right now that are like, you know, you use the bottom left of your phone as like a control stick and you run around and you button mash like you're playing Diablo anyway. I mean, they could be working on a mobile port that allows you to play your same character, but on your phone. I mean, Diablo is a pretty big game, but I think it could probably fit pretty easily on your phone if they... If they did that, they would have to open it up for other platforms, right? Like, you know, I have no intention to buy Diablo 3 on my Nintendo Switch. But if they decided that they wanted to open up Diablo 3 on all platforms and open it up like Fortnite... Sure. You know, I'd probably be more likely to do it. Why, though? You don't play with, like, against people in Diablo. Like, you personally don't. But what do you... I don't understand why... What about it being able to be cross-platform appeals to you? Because that means I can play with people that don't play on the same system as me. Like, I've already talked to Dennis about this. He's been on the show. And he was like, we were looking for games to play. And he's like, oh, dude, I have Diablo 3. And I was like, I have Diablo 3. And then we were like, oh, shit. You have it on PlayStation and I have it on PC. Well. Ah, okay. I didn't know that it was interesting to you whatsoever. I didn't, like, I didn't know there was anybody that you were trying to play Diablo 3 with. Yeah, yeah. But you, then you already have it on your computer and you'd be able to play cross-platform with him on... PlayStation. PlayStation, so... Right. I mean, I think it's doable. I don't think it'd be a hard game to do that with. Fortnite is probably more complicated than Diablo, I would assume. I mean, it's not... Diablo's... Well, from what I understand... Kill um, some shit. From what I understand, the Diablo games, the the console ones are built from the ground up for console. They're coded a lot differently for console than they are for PC, from what I understand. Interesting. So they would have to do some finagling there, but I don't think it would be that difficult. Um, Yeah. So we've talked about Diablo. That's, I think, the hardest one to predict, right? Except for StarCraft. But my prediction for StarCraft is they're going to do jack shit. Um, Look, every single other game... Uh, has their panel like their what's next panel on the same day and then starcraft is the next day in the middle somewhere off where no one cares yeah and like all of the other panels are on the main stage too right back to back (laughs) to back to back to back and then starcraft is like the forgotten about like stepchild that's just sitting in the corner i'm I'm not like not trying to throw some shade at starcraft players out there like if you love starcraft you love starcraft but i don't think they're planning on doing anything with it anytime soon i 100 percent agree it's kind of just gonna keep doing its thing so people are pretty pissed off with wow right now um they don't like this expansion. This expansion is getting a lot of a lot of heat for a lot of the decisions it's made. Um, it feels a lot the same like Legion that didn't do enough, and the things that they kept. Um, oh, in a lot of ways, people are not they're not finding fresh. They're, they're getting frustrated with the game. So there is a lot of pressure on the WoW development team to put out something to, to make changes. Now, you know it's interesting because I think WoW is in this interesting position because nobody expects anything new from them, right? No one expects for them to come out with some new crazy thing because they're already going to be WoW Classics already going to be there. They've already announced their like crazy changes. What they want, what people want from from WoW this year, are small things. They want tweaks. They want different systems within the game to, to quality of life changes. Quali- yeah, quality of life changes. They don't want you know what I think some of the other games like Heroes and 
um, Hearthstone, which we'll talk about later, are looking for. They're looking for bigger stuff over there. I think WoW specifically is looking for those those smaller quality of life changes, and they want to change things about the game to make Battle for Azeroth um, a better expansion. What about it are people... Like, okay, so I can speak from my experience, but after this, tell me, like, if you know what about it people aren't loving that much. I can't really put my finger on why I didn't love it that much, but I know that I was not compelled to play the game if I wasn't playing with you or somebody else that I knew like actively. Like there was never a single time that I wanted to log in on my own and play the game. And that was never the case for me with WoW. I don't know if like <clears throat> that's all it was or if there was something else that I didn't recognize that I wasn't a big fan of. Um, but I don't know. It did feel to me when we played it, now that you say that it did kind of feel a lot like Legion, which was awesome when it came out and we were hooked on Legion for a long time, but I don't know that it really did anything extra. Like it didn't do anything that Legion didn't already do. Right. It didn't. And so what people are really upset about are the, um, are the artifact system that, you know, the, the, the like, necklace that you had that just kind of powers up and then, like, all the artifact armor was all just sure. kind of boring. Like, the 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 armor didn't... It didn't feel... Uh, it didn't feel any different, and it just kind of felt the same. They thought the island expeditions were underwhelming, the battlefronts were underwhelming, all these additions that were supposed to really change the game and bring new life into it were all very, very... Uh, <laughs> were all very, very uh, underwhelming. <laughs> What do you mean? Genji, Genji and Hanzo showed up. Yeah, they're here. And also, this is uh, the like 22nd week of this movie showing. So that's probably why <laughs> people stopped showing up to the theater. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I honestly, like for me, I, I didn't mind that it was the necklace. Like the necklace being the artifact, I didn't mind because in WoW, you cannot, you've never been able to see your necklace. Like, the necklace gear is not an aesthetic, a visual aesthetic armor piece. So, like, to me, I didn't care. I also, though, liked that the weapon in Legion was the artifact, like, the artifact thing, because I didn't have to worry about one piece of gear, possibly two, depending on what kind of class you you play. Like, maybe you also use an offhand weapon. Um I didn't have to worry about that in dungeons, you know? Like, that was something that people are very highly competitive over in previous expansions where, like, I, I'm rolling for a drop on a sword and so are 12 other people, and half of those people don't actually want to use the sword. They just like the way it looks. Like, it's not going to be better for their character. But in Legion, I didn't have to worry about that. I, I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I would have rather it stayed a weapon, I think. Sure. Because the necklace is one boring thing. Um, and da, da, da. I think it's <laughs> tough because um, specifically with it, Legion's really hard to follow, right? Like people re-fell in love. Like we're two people that re-fell in love with WoW, with Legion, right? Like I think people across the board, Legion spiked WoW subscriptions and people were, were more into it, especially after the disaster that was... Um, that was Warlords of Draenor, and it is tough to follow that, right? When you come out with a new expansion, how do you continue to capture people's, especially people that have probably burnt themselves out over the past however many years playing WoW? 
Well, that kind of gets me thinking then, did everybody really actually love Legion or were they just so happy that Draenor was gone? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I assume it had to be a little bit of both because, you know, BFA is pretty similar to Legion. It, it just is. had already been done. It so. is. And so, you know, time will tell. Well, I mean, we're going to be at BlizzCon. We'll see what their prediction or what their announcements are, but hopefully they've got something lined up, you know? Yo, I was talking to my former boss, just to throw this in here real quick. I was talking to my former boss today, and I told him we were going to BlizzCon because I hadn't told him yet. And he's been playing WoW since, like, vanilla. Um, And he he told me that he has always wanted to buy a ticket, but he didn't want to do the rat race that you and I went through (laughs) that you talked about earlier on the show. And he's really interested in knowing, like, how much square footage there is to move around with however many people are going to be in the building. Like, that's something that I'm kind of worried about, too. Like, are we going to be cramped as hell? From what I hear, it's gigantic. Like, yeah. huge. Like, they take up the they, entire convention center. Do you think they cap the amount of bodies that are allowed to be in there at a reasonable amount? Like, it can be huge, but if there's a person every foot and a half, like, maybe it's a little claustrophobic. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious about it. All right, let's move on. If any of y'all in the chat have been to BlizzCon, you let us know. Um, the next couple games, I think people are expecting big things from. And I'll okay. talk about them individually. Let me talk about Hearthstone first, because you don't know too much about it. Um, and so I'll talk I'll talk a little bit about it. But Hearthstone has been the same since the game came out. It is the same every BlizzCon. They go, here's the new expansion. And then, you know, every three months <laughs> there's an expansion. And that's basically the cycle of, of, of Hearthstone. People are craving new ways to play Hearthstone. And part of the problem of making Hearthstone and part of the problem of what's going on and why they haven't come out with all these new exciting features is this. It's a cell phone. It's the mobile app. It is because you have whatever you do has to fit on mobile. And the Hearthstone game client already on mobile is gigantic. And imagine any other features fitting in on this phone with that as well. Now... The problem with that excuse is that Fortnite's on your phone. And if Fortnite can be on your phone, they should be able to put anything in Hearthstone. Hearthstone is built off of the Unity engine, and so they're also a little tied with how they can build the game. Uh, Because it wasn't built from the ground up, it was built using Unity. See, this sounds to me like Nintendo saying that Ice Climbers can't be in Super Smash Bros. 4 because it would be awkward for the people using Nintendo DSs. Like, figure it out. Ice climbers are necessary. Right. And and that's I think that's what people are saying about Hearthstone. They're just like, figure it out. We need new ways to play this game. It's been the same since the game came out three years ago. More than three years ago at this point. Uh, but it's been the same since the game came out. We need new ways to play the game. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have nothing to say about Hearthstone. I, I mean, I liked it when I played it. I just, I can't. Sure. It's a lot of big time. I mean, stuff. we already talked about card games and yeah, and how you don't like playing against other people. So like, it makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Moving on, Heroes of the Storm. You know what? Go ahead. Hearthstone should do uh, like a campaign, like, like Thronebreaker. I would be so down. And could I you would imagine- also be down. Could you imagine like a Hearthstone style campaign where you're doing like 
Because Hearthstone has this, like, whimsy about it that, that other Blizzard properties don't have. Like, it's always just, like, a fun time. And could you imagine, like, a fun time Blizzard expansion that isn't so heavy? Like, Battle for Azeroth right now is really heavy. Diablo is really heavy. I'd say Overwatch is a little on the lighter side. Um, Heroes goes back and forth. Um, but Hearthstone is just sort of this lighthearted spot in, in Blizzard right now. And could you imagine, like, that, like, just, like, a fun like $30 expansion where you get a bunch of Hearthstone packs that go to Hearthstone and you get to just play and have a good time. I think that'd be cool. I'd have a fun time. I'd enjoy it. So Heroes of the Storm, we'll talk about them next. Um, You know, I don't know what what they're going to do. I think they need to do it. I think they're going to do some quality of life changes. I think they're going to rethink some of their rank systems. Um, And I think they're going to re... I think there's, that's the game that you're going to see some single-player content. I also think, and this might be a bold BlizzCon prediction, they're going to start... Single-player content. Yes, people want single-player content. Because they, all they've been doing all year, if you've been following Heroes, is putting out lore. So they've been putting out lore and making like their own lore, like Heroes of the Storm lore, talking about the next, because they put out like comic books and like put out skins, and they've created this whole, whole world around Heroes of the Storm. And that's why my prediction is that the, they're going to introduce a new character for Heroes of the Storm, and it's going to be a completely original character that's not from another Blizzard property. That's an interesting prediction, actually. And I actually kind of like that. If you look at the schedule, too, um, on day one, when they have all of the game panels lined up on the main stage, back to back to back to back to back, uh, Heroes of the Storm, they did save that for last. That right. is going to be the last thing on the stage. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some validity to that. That yeah. could be interesting. Yeah, there could what, be. What do you think they would do, though, like – do you have any thoughts about what that character would be? So there I mean, has been hard. there's it's been a character in the uh, draw from. There is actually. So okay. in the comics that they've been putting out, there's been a character that's just sort of been there, but she's kind of been mysterious. And at the ver- the last comic book, she's like, "It's my turn to like defend this place" or something like that. And so people are like, "Well, I guess she's going to be a character, like something along those lines." Huh, okay. She's like a girl. She walks around and she's got like a coffin strapped to her back. I don't know what any of that means, but... That's kind of weird, dude. I know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, What about Overwatch? Overwatch is in such a weird place, right? So last year, I would say Overwatch was the year of Overwatch League, right? Overwatch League was the big thing. It was... What was kind of taken over the world, not taken over the world, because I don't think it really did take over the world. I think it was, I think it did moderately well, but you know, but Overwatch League was definitely the main focus. Um, do you think they're going to double down on esports next year, or do you think it's time for them to start thinking about once again single player content and some new exciting ways to play Overwatch? Because right now, Overwatch is starting to get into the same kind of thing that Hearthstone is getting into where it's a lot of the same, like every BlizzCon, it's a new character and, you know, a new map maybe, which Jeff Kaplan just came out yesterday and said there's not going to be a new map. So what, what I don't else doubt do that do? there won't be a new map. Jeff is usually pretty honest when he, when he speaks out like that. A lot of people on YouTube I've noticed recently are speculating the next character already, which seems a little like rushed to me because the hamster just came out. Um, well, they got to they got at least have one new character for BlizzCon, right? I mean, they don't they don't have to. It depends on it honestly depends on how interesting 
are the other panels for the other games going to be, right? Because if they have a ton of like crazy stuff lined up for the other games, they don't necessarily need to have something crazy for Overwatch. Yeah, but Overwatch is huge right now, right? Like we just read an article where it's 15% of all online games played or whatever. And so you can't, you can't alienate that. um, You can't alienate that, that audience. No, I'm not alienating them, but I'm saying like, you think about what just like that the hamster Hammond just came out and people are still having problems with Brigitte. Like people still feel like she isn't fixed and she was the character before Hammond. I don't know if, like, if they announce another character, maybe they're not going to put that character into the game for a few months. Maybe they're just going to be like, it's this person. But, like, the internet is already going crazy with who it might be. There's a lot of people from the com- like the Overwatch comics that they're expecting will at least make it into the game at some point. Um, a lot of people think it might be the Queen of Junkertown, who is mentioned several times, not both in the comics and in the shorts. Um, I don't really know. I just, I agree with what you said about single player stuff though. I got to say like when overwatch first started doing their events uh, where it was like, you were cadet mercy and all of, you know, I don't remember the name of that event. The, it was the anniversary event. The no, anniversary no, no, it event. Was, yeah, like that was, was like cool Uprising for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then the one after that, like we only played, I don't know how many of them you played, but I only ended up playing one of the Blackwatch mission events because right. I was like, this is the same damn thing. Like, I don't necessarily know what they could add. Um, but I think it it has to be more interesting than that, you know? No, I'm and people, I don't know if you know this. People want Lucio Ball gone. They don't want to see Lucio Ball ever again. <laughs> but really it keeps coming like back. Ball, yeah. I don't really get why, because maybe they're like, yo, we have Rocket League now. We don't need Lucio Ball. It's the same damn thing. Well, take this year's Junkenstein's Revenge. It's the same thing as last year. Exactly the same. Cookie Cutter. They came out with a couple new skins, but it's the same. Which... That gives into what I think my theory is, is that they're working on something else special. They're working on a bigger thing. So Lucio Ball's got to be the same with a couple new skins. Junkenstein's got to be the same with a couple new skins to make way for whatever this new thing that they're making is. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to devote time to, to changing it or whatever. Right. I think that their resources are currently being used to develop whatever new Overwatch thing. I would think an Overwatch expansion would be cool, like a single-player expansion. Um I, I could see something like that happen. Um, I don't know. Overwatch on Switch. Everything else is. Um, It'd be kind of cool to have like a... I don't know how they do it, but like a build-your-own-character sort of thing in Overwatch. I think that'd be tough. Tough to do, but I think it'd be cool. Oh, it'd be tough. But think of like Gotham City <laughs> Imposters. Sure. But like a balanced... A balanced roster of things you could do with your character and like for the most part it's fair you know you'll always find like eventually people will find the three or four builds that work best in a create your own character situation but it might be cool maybe you can't play with your customized character in a competitive game but maybe you could play with them in quick play sure might might be kind of cool i don't know it's tough man because blizzcon is always so up in the air and like we could come up with all these guys. And, like, think about this. Like, say there is a new character coming out of BlizzCon. 
What is supposed to follow a hamster inside a rolling mech? You know, like, I mean, what do they do after that? Like, if BlizzCon is the like the the big thing, like, what giant character comes out after the hamster? You gotta. I mean, it's not it's not gonna be as weird as Hammond. You know you that so? for like that's the weirdest of weird they're gonna get <laughs> unless they literally come out with like this character is a frog and you're like, yeah, but what does it do? And they're like, no, it's a frog. <laughs> It, you just hop around, don't die. <laughs> well, what if they um, they pull a, a Heroes of the Storm? This player is this uh, character is controlled by two different players. Oh gosh, like a <laughs> Cho Gal thing? Yeah, dude. Uh, no, no, no. That's too much. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that in in Overwatch. That sounds crazy. They should. Do it, it might be. It might be done well, but it's crazy. Or like the Lost Vikings. Yeah, dude. Where you have multiple. Like you're characters. controlling a bunch of people. Yeah. We both took a drink at the same time, so one of us has to be speaking. <laughs> I took a drink from my Winston water bottle that I got from Target. Please sponsor this podcast and stream. Yes. Target. Target or Blizzard. Either one. Or, or Overwatch League. Man. All right, so tell me, what is the thing that you are most excited for about BlizzCon? Uh, this is going to, I don't know, maybe this is weird. Maybe you agree with me. Um, I think that most of the news that you find out from conventions like this will eventually get to people. So to me, it's not like the most exciting thing for me is not being one of the first people that can find out this information. I think the most exciting thing for me is going to be that I will, A, have finally gone to a con of some sort. Like, I've been wanting to go to a con for a long time. Like, Comic-Con have never been able to do it or had the money. Like, tons of other nerd cons around this area specifically where I live, they're here all the time. I've just never had time or money to go. So, it'll be cool to be at a con around other, like, nerds that like the same-ish games that we do. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see cosplay like in person. Uh, and I'm also really excited for food in the LA area. (laughs) I think those three are up near the top. I don't know if your list is similar. So I think I thought at first I'd be really excited about sort of the news and everything coming out of BlizzCon. And as I think about it more, I'm more excited about one, like you said, listening to that news with people who are like like minded and who are excited about um, the information. And I'm really excited to meet all of the podcasters that are going to (laughs) be are going to be at BlizzCon. Um, I started listening to the Angry Chicken um, a couple years ago when I started playing Hearthstone and it's sort of what brought me into podcasts in general, listening to podcasts. And so I listen to a number of Blizzard podcasts right now, listening to Heroes of the Storm podcast. I still listen to the Hearthstone podcast, even though I barely play it. I listen to a World of Warcraft podcast that does like a host of things on Blizzard games. And then I listen to some of these podcast creators. I've then gone and listened to some of their other shows that don't involve Blizzard at all. And so I'm excited to meet them. One of them even shouted me out on his podcast, I Had You Listen To It, where he answered one of my Twitter questions about it being my first BlizzCon. So I'm excited to meet these people that have inspired me to even go as far as create my own podcast. That is kind of cool. Yeah. 
I mean, TwitchCon, didn't TwitchCon just happen to TwitchCon is, is happening it... this weekend, the weekend before yeah. BlizzCon. At the same convention center? Yep. Ah, shit. <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> you done messed up, A-A-Ron. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I don't think, well, I don't really know what the, the layout of TwitchCon is like. I know we're not talking about that, yeah. but I don't know if like, is it weird for a small streamer to show up at TwitchCon and just be like, hi, everybody that I watch? Love me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I hadn't even really given TwitchCon too much TwitchCon too much of a thought. What food in LA or California in general besides In-N-Out Burger are you most looking forward to? Wahoo's Tacos. Um and I'm going to take you there. We're going to go. Um but Wahoo's Fish Tacos, dude, Next level, dude. They're so good. Wahoo's Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. <laughs> Yo, get hype for Dairy Queen. Hey. Yo, Dairy Queen has a pumpkin pie blizzard. So if you're gonna take me to Dairy Queen, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, get hype. Um, what about you? Ah, I don't know, man. Because we're gonna be going to Disneyland. So Bengal Barbecue. I get hype for Bengal barbecue, dude. I am so stoked every time. Like I could eat just at Bengal barbecue while we're in Disneyland, whatever. And I would be completely content if that was the only thing I was allowed to eat. Um, but I don't really know where we're trying to go outside of, of BlizzCon and Disneyland. So I don't really know what to think. Cause like when you guys went there, you explored around LA and the Anaheim area and got new food. Both times that I've gone there, it was purely like the Disney aesthetic. Like we were like, we're doing everything we can in the parks. We're going to eat park food. We might go to In-N-Out. Like, and we did. We went to Jack in the Box once. I was sick that night. Didn't eat anything. (laughs) That menu is for stoners. There's (laughs) nothing wrong with that. But that menu is purely for stoners. (laughs) Uh, So I don't really know. Other than Bengal barbecue, which I will eat a ton of. And also... Corn Dog Castle, the Corn Dog Castle, of California Adventure. Oh, dude, you're right, and we got to see all the new stuff they made over at. Um, they redid that to Pixar, and they added a bunch of new stuff, and I'm sure there's a bunch of new food too. <laughs> Look at all these guys singing "Peaches" by Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> Move into the country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. <laughs> don't eat, don't eat a lot of peaches. I, I like my bod not eaten <laughs> speak for yourself okay <laughs> just gonna replace you with genji real quick hold on don't worry about this guy he's uh being weird just look at this <laughs> that's right where i like genji oh, right that's there weird. That's weird. get your feet out of here genji you look like a soccer player <laughs> he does look like a soccer player <laughs> you so um, yeah, dude, I'm just psyched. I'm psyched to get out. I'm psyched to, to explore California again. I'm psyched to hang out with you. I'm psyched to hang out with all these like-minded people. I'm excited to go to BlizzCon. So catch us um, in two weeks. We obviously aren't going to be doing a show next week because we will literally be in California and there will be nothing going on here. Um, I would th- say, though, maybe keep an eye on our Instagrams because we can throw stuff in our story. Boom. 
Do that. Instagram. Were you going to say that, or did I come up with that on the fly? You came up with that on the fly, and you are correct, Mundo, sir. Keep on our Instagrams and Twitters. We'll be um, cataloging the whole journey, um, and it's going to be a really fun time, and I can't wait to tell all of you all about it. But before we go, Peaches, let the folks know where you're from. Uh, I am from Michigan originally. (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) Let the folks hey, know where they can find you. If you're listening to the show via Spotify, the podcast app, whatever the hell you're doing to listen to this podcast, find me at twitch.tv slash peaches. That's P-E-A-C-H-3-Z because I'm edgy. I'm going to say that every time. That's my new tagline now. Uh, make sure you're following me on the socials on Twitter and Instagram. That's D underscore peaches. Spelled the same way I just spelled it. Yeah. Uh, because... You should. That's really why. And also, we're probably going to be, like I just said, we're probably going to be throwing some L.A., BlizzCon, Disneyland, California in general related pictures and videos up on these socials. So you're going to want to see that stuff. Take it away, Eduardo. That's all Hi, I've Eduardo. got. <laughs> you catch me at ABCD Eduardo on Twitch this Sunday coming at you with the second stream of my return to streaming before I leave for a week. <laughs> streaming War Thronebreaker, come hang out, twitch.tv slash Eduardo. Catch me on Twitter, at abcdeduardo1, um, at abcdeduardo1 on Instagram. Catch the podcast, at Squad Up Podcast, wherever podcasts can be found, as well as Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find the podcast, for those of you who are watching on Twitch right now, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us. For myself for peaches good luck have fun and we're going to blizzcon bye everybody